Hello and welcome to another edition of Just for Farmers. Today I'm on me Todd. I don't know where Paul is today. I've I've looked under every rock, down the back of the settee, everywhere, nowhere to be found. But I have found this guy. This is a, a mate of mine who lives quite locally to me. His name's James Ainsworth. Hi, James. Hi, Dave. You're up. And James, the reason I've asked him along today is not only is he in the farming world, but he's also an expert on resilience and well-being. And I thought, farming, resilience and well-being, match made in heaven. So, James, welcome to Just for Farmers. Thank you. Um, we've had some crazy and amazing guests on Just for Farmers so far, and you're the third one called James. So there must be a th- is it must be a James thing. is one of them common names. I mean, must it's, be a it's thing. One of those. Yeah. yeah. So, James, you uh, live locally here in Staffordshire. What kind of a farm do you work on? So, my parents own a farm. They used to do dairy back probably about 20 years ago, but right. that was the time when farming was going slightly downhill and they decided to diversify. And initially, Dad ended up doing compost. So the local county council, they come and drop off the green waste. Um, but then they changed to wood chip at the same time. So they built, yeah. built composting, wood chip, and they're slowly expanding that. Wow. Okay. So it used to be dairy. And how has the farm changed as a result of that diversification? So, as a, um, I'm 30, uh, 38, up to think of the end, isn't I? He's wearing uh, well, eh? <laughs> but yeah, when I was a child, we, they always had cows. And I remember dad asking the question um, to me and my brother do would you want to run the uh, the farm with the cows yeah. and i think and at time we said no because with dairy you're going out you happen to it's, it's, it becomes a lifestyle you're, you're going out early in the morning coming back late at night mm-hmm. making next to no money so it was at that point dad decided to diversify into composting and i don't think he's ever looked back wow fascinating because there 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 are so many ways that a farm can transition now from traditional sort of animal fruit plant arable into different things be it an attraction be it something like composting and wood chip be it foraging or it, there are so many different things that farmers can do sometimes it must seem a bit overwhelming and overwhelming Good link into resilience. Um, <laughs> so, James, the reason I've got you here is because you also happen to be quite the guy when it comes to talking about well-being and resilience. And Paul and I, when we've interviewed people and we did our research and spoke to a lot of farmers, we were staggered at the amount of farmers who privately, as well as publicly, would confess to struggling a little bit. So before we talk about how you can perhaps advise people listening to this and watching this, what they can do to prevent or manage themselves better. How did you go from being (laughs) working on a farm to an expert in resilience and well-being? So let's go, let's let's go over the next seven to eight years. Or let's go, yeah, that's a long, long story. Are you sitting comfortably? Here we go. (laughs) Um so I'm slowly diversifying out of farming. Right. So I'm building my own business in confidence, coaching, and transformation and rejection. Right. But before that, I did everything from PT to mindset coaching to uh, Reiki to resilience to... There's so many different things that last probably 10 years. But it's more... That's what I'm passionate about. 
I'm passionate about well-being. I'm passionate about transformation, confidence. Why? Why are you passionate about it? Because I've been through different things in my life. So right. I've been through breakups. Actually, actually, let's just cover the first breakup. So the first breakup was the really the kicking, kicking bit. Kick, I almost swore the kicking from behind, <laughs> and it was kind of at that point I was at my lowest. Yeah. And when I was had low self-esteem, low confidence, didn't know where I wanted to go, it was at that point I kind of found myself. Mm. I found a new me. And when you start to find yourself again from going from the lowest, that is when you start to connect deeply with yourself in a response in a respect that you find your own path. Yeah. You find your own what you enjoy okay and it quite often it links back to childhood as a child you went out had fun you did different things you went traveling you um you did things such as laugh you weren't afraid of rejection you weren't afraid of um doing things because as a child you're you're resilient as a child you, you you're fearless as a child and so it's connecting back to that childhood and being able to start to embrace that part of ourselves because I feel as though that's one part that we kind of disconnect from. So in in your experience, is it these consistent little kicks up the backside, stumbles, trips, falls, losses in many people's case um, that cause us to start having these, for want of better words, lack of confidence, self-doubt, self-worth self-esteem that lack of emotional well-being or even borderline challenges with mental health i think one of the biggest key things is the lack of trust in ourselves whoa yes 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 go on explain explain so quite often when we are with people Mm -hmm. we trust others with the things that we trust to trust ourselves. So we, we we will ask, should I be doing that? But you'll be asking and somebody else when you should be asking yourself that because deep down, you truly know the answers of what you need to do and how you need to do it. So when you start to trust yourself, you connect with a, a deeper side of yourself, which very few people connect with. So your dad must have gone through that when he was feeling anxious about whether he should diversify, I suppose. Um, I'm. I don't know. I'm. This is, this is okay. Let's 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 go a bit deeper. Hopefully, we won't see this video, okay. but we'll, we'll see. I. I don't. I don't have a strained relationship with my dad and my brother, but then we don't see eye to eye, because I feel as though in this moment in time I am connected. I feel very connected to myself at this moment in time, this, this point, and it's only going to get stronger. And so whenever I mentioned about any of this stuff to my par- my parents or my brother, they're like, what, what's he talking about kind of thing? And, you know, I don't blame him for that because we all go on these different paths and have these different life experiences. And I feel as though going through the breakups, going through what I've been through, finding myself again has created this new me 
connected. That was a word I liked that he used. So with farmers listening to this or watching this right now saying, what does that mean? I don't understand that. What, what, what would help them understand that? So connecting to yourself again, that goes to trusting yourself. Okay. That in my in my own personal opinion, in this moment, I feel as though when you can when you trust yourself, you start to connect. Mm. When because again, we've always got we we always know our answer the answer really it's to true, it. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. It's very true. Yeah, we always know the answer to what we need to do. Yeah. Um. But when you create that trust with yourself, that connection, you start to you start to get stronger and stronger. And it's this connection which then starts to you start to become more resilient, you start to become healthier because you start to be able to click into knowing what what um what you need to do and the nutrition the nutrition, what's good for you, what's bad for you, what's an alignment, what's not an alignment um yeah, that kind of thing, okay and is it something all you have to do is give yourself permission? to feel connected because the way you were explaining that that was when I, I think of it as these epiphany moments where I'm perhaps not feeling at my best and I'm thinking things through and then I go come on Dave take responsibility you've done this before you've you know you can do it. and then all of a sudden you start to feel I don't know what it is a bit of a buzz a bit feel a bit but is that the kind of thing we're talking about or have I got got it wrong yeah yes yes and no I think as well, when you start to connect to yourself, little things happen in your life yeah. which send you on a direction which makes you happy. Buses. Yes. <laughs> yeah, buses. And you start, it's, only, it's only them little tiny steps as you go on about big, 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 massive goals. Yeah. Going for a big, big, massive goal is very overwhelming. You, you procrastinate a lot. But when you kind of break it down into them little tiny chunks right. them small and big goals become achievable because you take little steps and right. it's not about knowing the second or third or fourth step it's about knowing what you need to do next because when you know what you need to do next and you connect to yourself your intuition and i'll call it my intuition it it kind of gives you it's almost it's almost it just aligns okay so th what what i'm hearing here in, in my world um i i get asked a lot by people um oh i wish i had to have an adventure because i've been blessed i've been places and done things in my life and the first thing i say to them is have that big goal that big dream but actually go and sign up for an adventure get out your armchair stop watching emmerdale and eating rubbish tv dinners and actually go away and sign up for something, commit. But it's that one tiny little act of getting out the armchair and going and signing up for something that starts that momentum and that connection to the I can do this because I've signed up, therefore it's happening. So I can do it, I'm going to do it. And it builds momentum then, doesn't it? Okay, so if connection is the first part of looking after yourself, what advice, and especially if we think about farmers out in the tractor, out on the fields, in the sheds, in the farmhouse with their family or their work colleagues, if they're struggling a bit, what might be some of the causes of them struggling and what advice would you give them? I don't. I think far, far, from my own perspective, this is my perspective, people will agree, people will disagree, and that's fine. Yeah. I think farming's one of them industries which are very... 
I think they're probably hardcore industries because it's that kind of mentality, especially if you're on a dairy farm. It's not it's not a job. It's a lifestyle. Mm. You get up early in the morning and you finish late at night and it can be draining. You, and you, don't, you don't have much spare time. Again, with arable farming, you might have times throughout the year where you have more of a break. But there's going to be times when it's um, crop season where you're going you're running till late at night. So then sometimes it's difficult to create that balance within the farming community, especially. But I think when you were, especially nutrition, I think nutrition's super important because if you're eating, you're, if you're on the go, if you're eating not so good food, which isn't quite in alignment or isn't right for you, it's going to give you, it's going to make you tired. It's going to make you, it can, if you have too much something, it can make you overweight. It's other things of when you eat the right food, you have more energy, you function better, your body um, is more healthier. Um, You know, it's making also time to eat, to rest when you can. So even on the busy day, take five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so, because otherwise you're running yourself into the ground and you're almost doing yourself or the person you work for a disservice because you're not at your best. And it's about being at your best. Uh, I know and I, I know it's easier said than done where I don't do I'm not an arable farmer, but it's more allowing yourself to have that five minutes. Mm. I, I chatted to a couple of arable farmers in the research for these podcasts, and all of them said the same thing. And it shocked me that one of their biggest challenges they felt in was in in the connection of well-being was they felt isolated and alone they spend so quite so much time alone with their thoughts and if things are going well that's not a bad place but if things aren't going well that's a that's a, a slippery slope isn't it so yeah, well, yeah, yeah and 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 you mentioned something about sort of relationships um again we spoke to farmers and they were talking about ending of relationships with their children with their spouses uh with their work colleagues even even if animals died because most of the animal farmers we spoke to loved their animals and if one died it, they genuinely grieved sense of loss and so what tips has james got to that might help these farmers take control of their feelings a bit better so let's quickly let's cover thoughts before we do the feelings yeah so Again, your brain cannot distinguish between what it sees in your head and what you see here now. And it's been proven by neuroscience, just for anybody who needs a bit of uh, confirmation. So whatever you think is going to have an effect on your body. But what that also means is that if you can deliberately change your thoughts, it also means that you can change the way that you feel in that moment. Very true. Yeah. Um. So to give you a great example, if, for example, you've had a loss, say a loss of an animal or a loss of a relationship, it's very easy to get caught in that cycle of negative thinking yeah. and yeah. Um, feeling bad and that grief and that thing. But you, you, you have the choice in that moment, whether you think about that relationship and that um, grief or whether you change that mindset and... Um, Think about something else, thinking about what's what's going on positive in your life. But at the same time, 
we also need that time to allow ourselves to feel that emotion. And this is one one thing that I see in farming so much is the lack of connection to their emotions. They don't. Why? 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 Yeah. Why do you think that is? Actually, I think this is this is again this is my own perspective. If people agree or disagree, I think it's because we almost get hard because hard grained into into thinking that we must especially men we must be this way right we must be this way we must not show any emotion we must not sh- cry we must not grieve um we must be uh, hardened to, to get on to action to and it's our i think it's if you go back to our parents our grandparents it was exactly the same for them and i think and they had to be like that that's the way that that's how life was, but it's changed. I think things have changed now. And so it's about us taking responsibility for our emotions and embracing, embracing that grief. And in an earlier episode, we were telling the farmers that they've got to prepare for the next generation entering their workplace and their industry who are a lot more emotionally driven. Yeah. And so farmers really do need to get this skill set. We can't just deny it anymore. Well, I'll tell you something. I, I, I can't cry. I find it very hard to cry because I feel as though it's almost been ingrained into me uh, from being brought up in farming that I can't cry. Right. And so I, I've always struggled to cry. Um, don't get me wrong. There's, there's times when like a, a, bre- a breakup or something and I might just um, go and see my parents. I struggled and then I might just burst into tears, but I can only do it for um, for a short period of time. And it's I feel as though I'm, I'm almost... In some respect, I was, and I'm starting to build in, I'm starting to embrace it a bit more, uh, unemotionally available to myself and to others oh, because <laughs> because that's how I was brought up. And so for me now, it's about kind of allow myself again, trusting myself, going back into my, my own body, embracing what I need to embrace, whether it's fear, anxiety, whether it's grief, whether it's um, loss, uh, anger. Anger is a big one for men. And allowing yourself to feel that emotion in a healthy way. It's interesting you say that because I never used to cry until we became severely sleep deprived because we've got a son with severe autism who doesn't sleep. And uh, when I was that tired, the slight, I mean, we watched Finding Nemo when Nemo got lost. I was like, good, Niagara Falls. Okay, Dave, what are you doing? <laughs> Take control. And, but then again, that's a, well, you should have just, I should have just let it out. It's not about go on, man up to put it down, take control. It, there's a time and a place for everything, but we shouldn't push down our feelings. We have feelings for a reason. They are there to help us, support us, and protect us. We should never push any feelings down. We should manage them though. So if we're having these thoughts and we can change what we think to feel better, how can we then, have you got anything in the tank that you could help farmers with something they could do today whilst driving the cab or walking around the farm field, what could they do to start feeling better? So again, this goes back to the beginning and it's about connecting to yourself because when you start to connect to yourself, when you start to decide that you want to allow yourself to feel these emotions because if you if you try to push these emotions down mm-hmm. they're only going to stay there yeah so you need to allow them to come up and to be released and so 
one thing that you can do and it and it might take a bit of practice but it, you can start now in this very moment is about if you kind of just um allow yourself to feel into your body and this might this might be a bit difficult for some but it might be ideal for others and it's about if you go into your body you'll feel different sensations quite often these different sensations might be um an emotion so if i go into if i allow myself to feel fear i can feel fear here feel fear here now if you allow yourself to feel this fear within you whether that's um just feeling it here or you know just allowing yourself to sit with it for a while so giving it permission to be there yeah, yeah. Give yourself permission to be these emotions right then when you start to uh, to embrace this, you will then start to release it. Otherwise, you're almost bottling all these emotions in. And from my past experience, they come out with a vengeance. True. It's like a pressure cooker, I suppose. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, I, I'll give you an example. Yeah. I um I used to do I used to drink quite a lot, and it was a time when I drank too much, I would get I would get aggressive, and so it was this aggression. This, this aggression was quite often my own, oh, my anger, which I had suppressed for years and years and years, was coming up to, you know, it was coming up to be, um, so when I when I drank, I couldn't no longer suppress it and it would come out. Right. And so I've had to kind of work with this anger, whether it's boxing or whether it's doing uh, fitness training, I do CrossFit and so I allow myself to feel the anger when I'm doing CrossFit um whether it's just to sit there with the emotion um and the body's very good at managing us even if we're not i know people who have had little sometimes quite eccentric little glitches in their physiology physiology or immune system so my mom when she got stressed the pressure cooker instead of going boom she'd lose her voice for three weeks and that was the body's way of telling her slow down um, I've got a weak back. I know if I'm overtired or stressed, my back's bad. Mm-hmm. Other people have got sore throats, get a cold, get a headache. And we just dismiss these as little things that happen. But actually, our body gives us clues, doesn't it? It does. And you you have these clues a long, long time before you realise, mm. before you're ill. And it's more, it's, 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 it's simple, but it's not. And it's e- e- either... Allow your emotions and your thoughts to thoughts to rule you, or you rule. That's not rules. Not the right word. Um, if you, you, you either allow your emotions or your thoughts to use you, or you use your thoughts and emotions to help you to progress. Can be a force for good or a force for, for bad. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A choice. Yeah. It is a choice, and you know there probably be a lot of um, people who listen to this and say, well, mumbo jumbo," but that's okay. And there'll be others who hear this, hear this, and they'll get the message and say, do you know what? He's speaking the right and I'm going to do something about it. And that's the people who, you know, will be the people who really progress and really move on. Well, I'm going to ask you for one last thing before you tell people how they can get hold of you. But whilst you're thinking of one last thing, um, you prompted a memory in me, James. Uh, I used to be really good at managing physical stress and anxiety. And I learned it when I was working out in Africa. Sadly, we saw very young children die in the village when we were out there. And I was expecting this really long period of mourning and grief. But actually what happens on the coastline of West Africa is that when people die, they have about a couple of hours of 
incredible outpouring of grief. I mean, almost to the point of, and I mean this respectfully, it appears as if they're acting it out. It is so incredibly, from our perspective, over the top. They would say we're far too aloof and and quiet about it. They are just, it's gone, it's out. It, it They're spent of emotion. And then they celebrate the life. They have a party. And if they've got anything left inside of them, they'll 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 do something like either go for a run or get a stick and hit the ground. And what I took from that was that they're actually expending that yeah. negative energy. So I, I started dampening a towel and wringing it out and going up the garden and hitting a rock or the wall as hard as I could, as fast as I could. And until after about 90 seconds, I was exhausted. And then actually, it's very difficult to feel bad if you're exhausted. So you expend a massive amount of energy and shout as you're hitting the wall with this wet towel. And then you, you actually do just feel a little bit better. You do. Yeah, yeah. It's taking control, as like you were saying, about the thoughts, the feelings you get the better outcome. Yeah, yeah. Punch, punching a pillar, shouting into a pillar. Yeah. Um, shouting in the middle of, if you're middle of a field, how, who's going to hear you? Shout at the shout, sheep. Shout at the sheep. Shout. <laughs> shout. shout, sheep. shout. <laughs> use your anger, especially for anger, use your anger in a healthy way. So you do now know, James, that there are going to be farmers all over the UK shouting at sheep. We're going, to, we're going to see it on Country File one Sunday evening, a farmer shouting at his sheep. <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> Who told you that? James and David. <laughs> Just the Farmers Podcast. Anyway, James, honestly, we could speak for a week on this. This is brilliant, but we're fast running out of time. So one last thing from you about something a farmer could do, sitting in his cab or walking around his farm, that could help manage himself better or herself. Well, going back to the last conversation, shout. Have a shout. Have a shout. Have a shout. Have a shout. Yeah, because I've done it before where I've been feeling angry from something. And um, I just was in the car on the motorway and I was just going, oh, about five, six times. So I not felt so much better for it. <laughs> so you didn't have an accident, but you saw thousands. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so James, thank you so much indeed for your time. If people want to get hold of you, how can they get hold of you? So my email is action at james-ainsworth.com. But also I'm on Facebook as James Ainsworth. Also I'm on Instagram and I'm on TikTok. I think that's that's it. Yeah, he does, he does these great 60-second videos, so do check James out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this, watching this today, if anything James or I have said has brought something up for you, please don't push it down. Go and get some professional help. Go and have a chat with somebody. Sort something out. Or as James says, have a good old shout. We'll see you soon on another Just for Farmers. James, thank you very much, mate. It's a pleasure. And we'll catch you again soon. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>